Thanks for tuning in to What is the Point? This podcast is tailored for those navigating their 20s and 30s who want to end up somewhere on purpose. We promise to keep the conversation real and honest as we ask ourselves this question. What's the point in all the different facets of our life? It's our desire that you would gain practical handles to these deeper questions we ask ourselves every single day. So with that being said, let's hop into this week's episode of What is the Point? Is it Brittany or is it Hannah? Oh, no. No. Who calls you Brittany? No one in... You. John? I don't call you Brittany. Bryce, one time. Oh, man. I'm in deep trouble for stuff like that, so there's no coming back. I think you wrote my name tag, Brittany, once, and I was like, cool, I'm Brittany for today. I'll never call you Brittany again, I promise. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of What is the Point? And I'm excited today because I'm with my friend, John Martz, and my friend, Hannah. Hannah's here hanging out with us. Is it Hannah? You sure? Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've called her Brittany once. There you go. Here's the thing. You should know your friend's name. That's uh, important. So that's very important. That is important. First step. But John, I, I wanted to uh, ask you, because last week I asked Dom, uh, what's the best thing that's happened to him in the last week? But I'm not going to ask you that question. I want to ask you a different question because I think we have some people who like music out there. So is there anything new you've been listening to that you really like? <laughs> I knew this was going to come up. Well, first off, um, some people might call me a believer. And so <laughs> wow. I'm a big JB's fan. Um, his secret's out. He's a believer. Love his work. Uh, love his music. Love his are these brand. All, are these all Bieber songs? Are they a what? Are those all Bieber songs? Oh, No. What are you talking about? Love his music. Love what is that? Is I said that... love his music. Oh, love unbelievable, Bryce. Oh, I got you. Big, big Bieber fan. Uh, you know he's going through some changes right now, so I'm excited for him. Uh, he's talking about staying in a committed relationship. How cool is that? That's awesome. Well, I'm excited to talk to you today because uh, we're, we're going to be talking about friends. We're going to go kind of deep into what friendships look like and what friends ultimately do in our lives and why they're there. And so I've heard you say this before, and I want you to kind of elaborate on it. But you, you talk about choosing friends over fans. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, which side note, Bieber does have a song, Friends. I really like it. It's a good song. Not on the you new album. check it though. out. Not on the new okay, album. Okay. Different one, mix, remix with Blood Pop, whatever. Really, the whole thought of it is in culture today, so many of us, we want fans in our life. We want more followers. We want more influence. We want people to like the image of us, but we don't necessarily want more people to know the actual us. Or we're just a little bit guarded of people actually knowing the the real us because then what will they think of it? And so we want people to love the image of us. We want people to love, uh, to follow us on Instagram, to follow us on Facebook, to um, like us, but we don't necessarily need them to know us, I guess, is the premise of that. And so just the older that I've gotten, even this past week, I hopped into just a group with a couple older guys. And uh, when I say older, I'm talking 60s, 70s, not, oh, yeah, they're not 25, generation. 26. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So because you're it, 27. Oh, wait, am I allowed to say first that? off, I'm 28. All right. Oh, so wow. I get out of here. Year. You're welcome. Yeah. And, and it's funny because when they talk, they only talk about, man, I, I just want people to like know me. 
and they're people who have a lot of wealth, a lot of fame, a lot of power, a lot of influence, and they're just like, I just want a few people to like actually know me. And it's so funny because us being younger, we're like, man, I just want people to respect me. I just want people to think highly like of me. me. I just want people to like me exactly. So that whole premise of friends and fans is, man, do you want people to actually know you and like the real you or do you just want people to like you? Yeah. What do you want? You know, we talk about how everyone wants to be known and needed. And I think you look at those people that are giving you that advice and they've lived life long enough to know that being known and needed isn't a like on Facebook. It's not someone coming and saying, hey, I love everything about you. It's someone knowing you on a deep level and being able to have a, a real authentic friendship and one that isn't just about, hey, you're an awesome person, but one that's uh, about, hey, I love you. Here's some things in your life that I want to point out or, hey, I'm walking through this right now and this is tough. Can, can you you know, talk to me about this. And I think there's a huge difference there, the difference between a fan and a friend. And so for someone who's wanting more friends in their lives uh, and less fans, how does one go about that? And if you're looking at it through a Christian lens, do those friends have to be Christian? Yeah, that is a good, the last question is a good one. So I'm going to hold on that first. So if you're looking for more friends in your life, we've talked about things like change your playground, change your playmates. So changing where you look for friends is important and then I also think just changing your mindset of what is a friend because for so many of us we think friends are people that share the same interests as us and I think some of the best friends are people that share the same values as me and so people that want the same things in their life like I am great friends with people that also desire to have great marriages like absolutely somebody can have a same interest of NFL and football with me and I can totally be like cool with them but they're usually not the type of people that I'm super vulnerable about my relationship with my wife in they're usually not people who I'm super vulnerable with my relationship with Christ in they're just people that I like to be around which is not wrong love to have fans around love to have people that we can relate but we're not getting any deeper than that usually. And so I think the important thing is to just think through one, this isn't a generational thing. This isn't like, well, if I'm 28, I need to find somebody who's also 28. If I'm in college, I need to also find somebody who's in college. No, you need to find somebody who shares the same values as you. And some of the best friends in my life have not been people that are necessarily even the same age as me. Sometimes they've just been people who share the same values and we do not actually have any of the same interests and we have wildly different talents, but we can relate on such a deep level because we want the same things in our life and we want the same health. And so when we say those things, when we do approach those conversations with vulnerability and say, man, this is what I want and this is where I feel like I'm missing the mark, it is so cool to watch them show grace. It is so cool to watch them just relate and say, that's literally my life too and let's get better together. And I'm gonna hold you accountable in this and you hold me accountable in this because we both claim to be Christ followers. So we both want this. If we didn't claim to be Christ followers, this is where I get in that second part of the question. They do not have to be a Christ follower to be a friend of yours. No, absolutely not. But here's where it does get a little bit tough. It is tough to hold somebody to the same standard when they don't claim to follow Christ because then I'm like, yeah, you can go do whatever you want. Like, why would I say stop sleeping with your boyfriend or girlfriend? 
Like, why would I say stop getting drunk every weekend? Why would I say you need to fix this anger problem? Like, why would I say those things? Because I'm like, it, like you don't have to. You can keep living the same way you want. But when I identify as a Christ follower, when I say I'm no longer in control of my own life and I'm giving that up to God and he now sets the standard, I'm going to allow him to work inside me and I want to look more like him, then that's where we start to see some progress because we start to see friends that are like, dude, if you really want to look more like Jesus, this is something that you are closing out to everybody else. This is something you aren't letting others in on. This is something that your pride or... You just have an attitude about you that needs to change in this area, and that's when you start to see growth. Mm. Yeah, and it's not that you can't be around people who aren't believers or don't have those same values, but what you're saying is you become the people that you surround yourself with. I mean, we've heard that said before. Oh, and yeah. so, like, if you're going into those situations, you're either influencing or you're being influenced. Like you said, you want to surround yourself with people who have those same values and who are led by that same compass because they can help encourage and push and pull you to becoming the person you want to be. What are some examples in your life that uh, of friends who you've seen that have been able to like pull you up or situations, and you don't have to give names, but the more I spend time with them, the more they push me down and I this isn't good for me anymore. Yeah, well, first off, I, I do want to preface and just say... <laughs> Maybe even if you don't share the same values and you do share the same interests, that doesn't mean that like they can't be your friend. And that doesn't mean that you can't hang out with them. And that doesn't mean that they're actually going to be pulling you in the wrong direction. That's not the case. Um, you just need to do an audit of your life and figure that out and see if that is happening. And if it is, then change your playground, change your playmates, like so that you can start moving in that direction. But as far as people, one, I'll hit on the the people that have actually helped me along the process people that have been friends in my life and what they've kind of called me out on because I think it's easy to talk about this and be like yes you need friends that are going to be real with you yes you need but like what does that look like and how you respond is maybe even more important than you having friends in your life because even friends when they have shared something with you that you need to change when they've shared something with you that you need to adjust in your life and you respond poorly to it even the best friends will stop sharing those things mm -hmm. because they know that, man, th this is a waste of breath. Like this isn't leading to anything. And yes, they care about you, but they know that your desire is not actually to change. I know one, it, and this happened just the other day, Bryce came up to me and uh, I know Usually I'm calling you Usually not a good out. thing <laughs> if I come up to you, right? So yeah, so you came up to me and what we do is uh, before we speak any of our messages on a Tuesday, we actually run them through on a Sunday. And there was um, like the whole purpose of that is to get feedback so that your messages can be better to get feedback in case there was anything that lacked clarity, anything that wasn't, you know, good. Or, or if you have really good thoughts, hey, we'll steal them and we'll use them because that's just helpful. And so uh, we were kind of doing that run through a couple weeks ago and you kind of gave me some feedback and I was really quick just to be like, hey, not going to use that. I'm going to roll over here. I'm thinking this route, blah, blah, blah. And I said that a lot nicer than how I actually said it on <laughs> on that Sunday run through. And it's just so funny because you you came up to me and this is important, like how you came up to me and presented it probably had a lot to do with how I would respond to it. And so you came up and you said, hey, man, um, I just want to let you know, like I, I have something to talk to you about because I value your leadership and because I value you as a person and I would want you to do this to me. Um, I probably didn't say it that nice. You literally <laughs> said it like that. I remember it verbatim. Okay. 
And so you literally came up and said that. And you're like, um, so because of that, like, man, the way, like when I share my feedback and you quickly brush it off like that and you come in and say, Hey, I'm not going to use that. I'm actually going to go, you know, I was like, man, that, that makes me want to shut down a little bit. And, uh, so then I'm probably not going to share as much. And I was like, the whole purpose of this Sunday run through is so that you can share so that I can take in all the information and then kind of decide what to do with it. And if I'm belittling you in the process, like that says something on me, not on you. So I was like, I'm super thankful for that because it's very easy. I would rather us be able to have a three second conversation and it be awkward than three hours of awkward because I'm doing it with everybody around me. So uh, super thankful for that. There's been other times where it hasn't even been somebody who's had to say something to me in my life and call me out. It's just been somebody modeling the way. And I've seen it like in college. Uh, I had a buddy, Colton Jackson, and another, another roommate, Ryan Marquez, and they would get up early every day and they'd read the Bible. And I'm like, dang, I think I should be doing that. <laughs> and so I, I'd see them do that. And it just like stirred my affections for Christ. And I'm like, why am I not doing that? Like I should do that. And it's not a competition or pride thing. I was just like, dude, you they were all, influencing. they're you in making yeah. me want to do this. And I was like, oh, these are disciplines I do want. And I love these guys. And these guys are like movers and shakers. And I want to be like them, even though we're like the same age going through like the same stuff. Um, I'm like, I love these dudes and respect and these maybe dudes. that discipline that they have is what makes them hundred percent you know so the guys they are yeah. i loved it and i was like now it almost became this like not a weird competition but just of like a dude like we both want this so let's like do this together and and wake up early and do this so that motivated me a ton and that's one of those disciplines that i'm thankful has stuck in my life that i was able to develop in college and i thought that's normal that's what people do i always saw my dad do it too but i never picked it up until i saw somebody else do it that's literally my same age and I started doing it and it was super helpful. So those are just a couple quick examples of sometimes it's not even you have to call somebody out on those things and, and be like, man, you need to fix this. You need to watch this. Sometimes it's, it's just, a, way yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And one of the things that I love about you, John, is like, I know as a friend of yours, I mean, we have a, a, a relationship and, and a trust here. You know, we've been doing stuff together for a couple yeah. of years now where I know how you're going to react to those situations. Hopefully. And I trust you. And I know that, <laughs> well, I, I know that if I give you feedback, you're not going to sit there and yell at me or tell me, that I'm stupid or that you know I have no right to tell you this you're gonna you're gonna receive it in a way that um, is understanding and and you want to grow so it makes it easier for me to give you that feedback because I know where your heart is on that that you want to grow as a leader you want feedback you want these things and so you modeling that in your actions and in the way that you lead gives me the freedom to come to you and say those things. So it's it's not even, you know, I appreciate the the kind words. Just but take it's not the compliment, I mean, Bryce. Jeez. It's not all me, John. It's <laughs> it's two ways. Having a friend who yeah. will who will challenge and yes. encourage you, but being aware of how you respond to those things. Because if you respond in a bad way, I promise you, it's just like if you model something in a bad way, people are not, people are either going to model it after you or the way you respond is going to change how they present that in the future. To, to be that friend that we're talking about instead of a fan, how do we do that? How do we be that for other people? Well, that's tough. And I know I kind of mentioned in a little bit about Bryce and the way he approached me, and that was important. So the way that you approach those around you, it is very important. And obviously there's several verses about, you know, checking the plank in your eye before, you know, the speck in others. On Tuesday, I shared a story about Nathan 
coming up and um, kind of talking to David about some of the decisions that he's made. And it's just interesting. There's no perfect way to approach that and to be that friend. Um, but here's what I know. Um, always look at yourself first. So always look at, um, hey, let, I hope that I'm super self-aware. I want to make sure that I'm living in accordance with Christ. And that doesn't mean you can't call somebody else out because you're not. So don't be afraid of that. I think the the way to approach it is just humbly and say, hey, I, I know that I struggle with these same things too. And I want you to keep me accountable on these things. And so what I see in your life as well is, you know, X, Y, Z. And then you can walk through those things. But that that is tricky. But here's what I would say. Don't ever be afraid of their response because it's not your job to decide how they respond. You're only responsible for what you speak and, and what you preach. Mm-hmm. So what you give to that. Absolutely. Yep. So their response is not up to you. Sometimes you can be acting in complete obedience and their response it is something that's almost like hurtful to you and it ruins a relationship and it doesn't go the way you want, you're still being obedient. So just make sure to understand that, but always, 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 please, please, please check yourself first. And that doesn't mean you gotta be perfect. That just means like, hey, I'm gonna approach this humbly. I'm gonna approach this in a way of like, hey, I'm not above reproach as well. And I gotta also understand that, man, whenever I open the blinds on somebody else's heart, I may also get the blinds open on mine Absolutely. and I need to be okay with that. And there's nothing wrong with that because pointing out the bad in somebody's life is, is not, that's not bad. Okay. But you have to be okay with, with accepting that as well. Yeah. And I think that's helpful because there's probably people listening that are thinking, oh, I can think of 10 people right now that I, I could go to and say this about them or give them this feedback or harp <laughs> on them for this. And you're saying, Hey, check yourself first and make sure that if you are you know, approaching that person that you're coming from um, a, a humble place and a place that you're willing to reflect on yourself. And so what to the person that is in the opposite spectrum and they're thinking, man, I, I hate tough conversations. I hate deep conversations, um, but I know these conversations would probably be helpful. How can they overcome that? And, and I'm thinking of like, love can look like tough love, but do you have anything there that, that that's helpful for someone who's thinking, man, I, I, there's some people in my life that I probably should have tough conversations with because it's going to make our friendship better. It's going to make them better. I'm going to pray and I'm going to approach this in the right way, sure. but I'm still scared of making that step. <laughs> yeah. And, and here's another thought on how to approach. One, we talked about the modeling the way, but I think two, it's just questions. Man, how did Jesus respond to questions with more questions? And how did Jesus present the gospel to people? How did Jesus present rebuke to people with a question? So I think you allowing yourself to be open and vulnerable is helpful as well. So even w- me walking up to Bryce and being like, hey, Bryce, what in my life do you see that, man, I'm just not self-aware in? What in my life do you see that that I feel I might need some, some reproach in? And uh, that might open up the avenue right there. It's a great way to test the water there. There's another way just about how you, you talked about it with me. Man, because I care about you and because I care about your spiritual growth and because you know I know the things that you want for your life and you've said you're a Christ follower you've said you want you know a healthy relationships you've said you want these things so I am going to come up and talk to you about you know if it is hey they're having their girlfriend or boyfriend spend the night that's an easy conversation. We, we do think about overcomplicating it because we're worried about the reaction. That's Absolutely. that's number. That's it. You're like, yeah, I'm a nine on the Enneagram. I don't like conflict. Okay. There are some times when 
man, you, you do just have to be open and real. And you'll find out real quick if they are somebody who's going to respond in a healthy manner or not, because one day they'll come around and they'll be thankful for it. Now, if you're just like shoving it in their face, shoving it in their face, shoving it in their face, like, okay, that's, that's not okay. Well, and I think sometimes the most loving thing you can do for someone is challenge them or have a tough conversation with them. And to do that, a lot of times for me, I could get caught up in the, oh, what are they going to say? Or how are they going to react? Or, oh, there's going to be a moment of discomfort here. But if I truly care for that person, and if I truly want the best for that person, and if I truly want that person to grow, and if I would want them to do the same for me, then I cannot hold that information in. Like I'm doing a disservice as their friend, as a fellow believer, as someone who wants them to become the best person they can. If I'm not communicating that, then then what is our friendship? Yeah, and, and like I shared on Tuesday, I mean, when Nathan approached David, I mean, Nathan could have had his head taken off because of it, and we're worried about an awkward situation. So let's just put that in perspective. If you want to be somebody of influence, if you want to be somebody uh, with high character, if you want to be somebody that gets somewhere on purpose, like you have to have tough conversations. So let's start now and let's make sure um, that we do uh, approach it in the right Absolutely. Manner. What would you say to a young adult who feels that they don't have deep Christian friendships right now? What are some ways they can grow that? Yeah, Hannah. Uh, okay, this, this is a question for, for you. Yeah. So because I know... You've been in the past where even you said you got saved a little bit later. You and your roommate kind of got saved around the same time. So I know that's something you craved where you're like, I think I want deeper relationships. I think I want some Christian relationships that would be healthy for me. Like, how did you go about doing that? What did that look like? Um, I think the first thing with that is just vulnerability of like, you can, you can say that you want these deeper relationships all you want, but before or until you're the person that steps out and takes that leap, no one's going to be vulnerable with you and you're not going to be able to get those deeper relationships either. So for a long time, I would say I had these friendships of these people that were Christian and they were around and we would hang out and we would do fun things, but we never got to that deeper level because neither of us initiated that vulnerability. And so I would say that that's probably the biggest step of just like open up and open the blinds on your heart and somebody else is going to be willing to do that too. Yeah. So just showing, hey, I'm not above reproach. And honestly, I would love to be held accountable or held to a standard because I want to make sure that I'm the best Christ follower possible. Yeah. And so, hey, if you do see anything in my life, like I hope that you know that's okay to call me out on it. I hope you know that's okay because like I'm not going to be mad. My whole thing is I'd be mad if I wasn't growing and you were letting me go down a road that I knew I didn't want to go down. Yeah. Well, and you can ask for that too. It's yeah. it's not a bad thing to just straight up ask if that's what you want. I like be it. intentional. Take mm-hmm. the step. Lead the way for in sure. that. Yeah, and it's it's not sitting there, at, you know, waiting for something to come your way. It's saying, hey, I'm going to take a step because this is something I want and I value, and I'm going to be obedient in the first step and, and taking action towards that. You have something. Well, yeah, and, and that just comes with when you do say, hey, I'm going to change my playground. New playmates do come with it. And so know that you say, hey, when I'm changing my environment, when I'm changing the places I hang out, when I'm changing, you know, what I do on a Saturday night, Man, people will will be in those. And so there is just that step of obedience and you have to take it. And I know it's not easy. I know sometimes we, we we're like, oh, is this right? I'm not for sure. Like, just take take a step. Man, I'd rather take a step boldly 
then no step at all. So know that like uh, the only bad decision there is a passive one. Like you just have to get the ball rolling. And if they end up not being somebody that you can go deep with, they end up not being somebody who um, is uh, running at the same speed as you. Cool. You still have a you still have somebody that you value and respect in your life. You just know they're not a friend. I'd rather I'd rather find that out in you know, three days than in 40. <laughs> right. By not doing anything. Yeah. If, if there's someone out there right now who's, who's thinking, okay, I'm in the wrong playground. I need a new playground. What are some things they can do right away to get in that new playground, to meet some new people? Well, first off, I just go ahead and delete Tinder. Just go ahead and do it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, Bumble. That one's creeping up. It's funny. On. I just do it though. Yeah. Don't even think. Just do it. it seriously. I, obviously, I, this is such a Sunday school answer, but seriously, like go try some new things, try some things that maybe do make you uncomfortable and stretch you. And that might be attending church on a weekend. That might be, uh, you know, attending a, a young adult gathering that might be digging in your roots and saying, okay, I am already plugged into a church, but I just don't know many people. So do something about it. So go start serving. Like that's important. Like dig into the community that you're at because what you give is what you will get. And we know that. We've seen that several instances in our life. And so that's just important. Stop waiting around for it to fall into your lap. Like we, we, we've said before, community isn't found, it's forged. You have to work at it. And if you don't have instant success, don't sweat it. <laughs> Very few of us have instant success. If you had, if you became best friends with somebody in one day, <laughs> It's probably not going to last. It's probably not the real deal. Yeah. So this is going to take time to become your friend. So (laughs) I'm just saying. So it it takes time. Yeah. The higher the quality of the friendship, the more time it takes. (laughs) It. it, But seriously, yeah, this isn't something that's developed overnight. So this will take time. There will be some loneliness. There will be some sometimes of just a lot of self reflection, and those are great. Uh, Celebrate those. Take advantage of those. Don't pass over those. Don't keep wishing that you were somewhere down the road where you're, man, I wish I was a year from now. Man, I wish, well, once I get out of college, I'll be, you know, I'll be in my career. That'll be better. I'll get with people that are more like-minded as me. Man, once I, once I get married, then I have a best friend forever and I'll, you know, get a dog if that's what you want. Okay. But (laughs) I'm just saying like, stop wishing you're somewhere else. Enjoy where you're at right now. Be content where you're at. Don't be complacent. But be content where you're at. And this stuff doesn't happen overnight. It takes time, but it does take you making an investment. So make an investment where you're at. Dom talked about this all last week. Dig those roots deep. And I think, too, it's easy to be doing those things like serving, going to church, going to these young adult events, and still not feel like you are um, making friends. But I think it's it's important to embrace the awkward. A, it's going to be weird. You're going to have to put yourself out <laughs> of your comfort zone. Awkward comes with the territory you're, when you're in your comfort zone. So true. 100%. And you're going to, I mean, you can be serving but not meeting anyone because you're not pushing yourself. So I think pushing yourself into those awkward conversations, it might be weird, and that's cool. Absolutely. That's a, a fun little sound bit behind Hannah of the team here clapping out loud for some meeting that just started. So love that. Uh, on that note, what's the what's the last thing we want to leave young adults with when it comes to friends and this whole conversation? It is tough. Here's the deal. Sometimes the people you least expect will make the biggest difference in your life. And so I know just today I walked into a situation and um, it's funny. Somebody asked me about my tattoo and I'm always super weird about my tattoo because uh, it's not like I'm ashamed of it or anything. And they're like, do you wear it as a scar or as a badge? A scar. That's what they, they're like, is this is this something you regret or is it something oh, you're proud of? I've never heard what? it that way. And I was just like, and, and here's the deal. He's like 68. 
So he's older. So he's just like the type of person who's like, I would never do that to my body. But I get it. Like, I still respect you as a person that you would do it. And so, it, like, it was a super interesting thing. And I'm just like, one, one, I'm I'm getting like a little bit defensive because I'm like, dude, who are you to tell me what I can and can't do with my body? Like, I don't know. And I'm like, nowhere in scripture does it specifically say your body's a temple. Like, yeah, you can take things out of context, but... And nowhere does it actually say that. So, so your body isn't a non-painted temple. You know? <laughs> yeah, of course. I just like mine more decorative. Yeah, than right. You, okay. But it's funny because I was like writing it off right away. And the more and more that I thought about it, and I, here's the, always a key. If you get defensive about something, there's probably something to deal with right there. And I was getting very defensive and almost like I need to explain myself. And I'm getting a little bit disgruntled about this. And he's not letting me talk and share my perspective. And he's not understanding it. And I just eventually had to be like, nah, man, you're right. Like, it is kind of weird because I do get a little bit defensive about it. I don't like sharing about it. It's more of a personal thing, but I don't regret it. But um, I think that there is some things to wrestle with it. I think there is something that I've just kind of painted over that I'm like, yeah, well, it's a personal thing. (laughs) Right. And it's like, yeah, but it's also a public thing on my body. So it's just silly and foolish that I was just like, whatever, I don't need to have a good explanation. And then again, I think also I just need to be okay with the explanation that I have. And uh, that's just part of that. So yeah, here's what I'd say. It could happen at any time, any place. Be open. Start your day that way. I always start my day. Search my heart, oh God. See if there be any wicked way in me. Set me back on course. That is a a psalm of David, which is ironic because that's who we talked about, who had so many blinders drawn in his life. And so that is a great way to start your day, and it's a great way to end your day. Search my heart, oh God. Mm. Where were I know that there were wicked ways. Don't see if there were any wicked ways. There were. Show me where they were, and uh, let me reflect on that, because that's how we can grow together. Yep, you're saying check your heart, because what you feed your heart ultimately grows, and your heart will desire. And so, John, I'm so thankful for you in my life, and just as a friend who uh, challenges me and encourages me, and Hannah... I'm your friend too, <laughs> uh, because I, I I say your name correctly and I know your I name. It's that. not Brittany, it's we've Hannah. Come a long way. We're, oh we've come gosh. a long way, Hannah. But uh, to all the young adults out there, if you don't have a friend, know that us three here, we are your friends and we love you. <laughs> so we'll see you next time tuning in. What is the point? Thanks, guys. We'll see you.